재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 As almost all of you know, in recent months, South Korea has been blanketed by rising levels of ultrafine dust particles that are deemed to be hazardous to human health. Now, according to the latest research from the United States, South Korea ranks a dismal 173rd out of 180 countries in its air quality index. Needless to say, many people concerned about their health right now will find out more about the problem, how to mitigate it, and very pleased to have joining us once again from Kungguk University Environmental Engineering Professor Sunu Young. Hello. Hi. Well, thank you for joining us, Professor, once again. Uh, what is your overall assessment to what we're seeing with uh, ultra-fine dust levels in recent weeks? Um, it, are we taking a turn for the worse, or is this sort of kind of a seasonal phenomenon? <laughs> okay. Um, well, as you know, the ultra-fine dust has only been an issue for actually a few years. So it's really difficult to discuss any kind of a real um, statistical trend. You know, it's just too short a time span right now. Um, we're very short on the knowledge base, and um, we don't have enough um, measurements. And measurements, quality of the measurements, and the quantity of the measurements are kind of inadequate. The standards that the government has just um, promulgated has only been in effect since January of last year. Um, so it's very difficult to say, you know, if we're taking a turn for the worse or if we're really at the, you know, at the nadir of the uh, the problem. But um, usually the man-made re- uh, the reasons should have some kind of trend. I mean, the government is obviously doing a lot of things to try to prevent this. So it should be taking a downturn. But then you have all the international reasons. And then um, the the, the find us problem has a lot of natural reasons also, and as with any natural reasons, like with, especially with the weather, you're going to have um, fluctuations. As far as the content of these particles and, and where they come from, I know that when we've talked about something that's been around for a while, the yellow dust phenomenon coming, a lot of people like to blame China for it, but then there are also uh, counter-arguments saying, well, it's not something to just simply blame China. Can we say that there is a single notable source of this, or is this really more complex than that? Yeah, I also, I also kind of sense the recent trend of people um, getting away from blaming China now mm-hmm. and blaming um, more uh, our government more. Right. But, um, yeah, there is obviously um, a lot of different components in this um, dust that we're talking about. And they're very different um, proportions. To all the, you know, depending on the time, it's also varying very much. But a lot of it is, again, mineral dust, you know, the dust we usually have with sand. And then a lot of it comes from combustion, um, automobiles, obviously, and industry. But even for a city like Beijing in China, um, you know, their concentrations are like um, neglecting the units, about 200 to 600 when our a national uh, 24-hour standard or daily standard is 50. Mm. So they're sometimes, you know, going into like four times and um, eight times and ten times their standards. And they even say that about a third of it comes from outside of Beijing. Um, recent government reports had uh, the um, a significant amount, about 28% coming from power stations in Qingnan province, the southwest of Seoul. Um, I... I, I I think that's a little overestimation, but again, the whole idea of having many origins, many sources, and a very complex problem is very um, significant. Uh, the recent study I just quoted from the United States about how South Korea ranks 173rd out of 180 countries to the layperson like myself, it, so- it feels, sounds like you can't get any worse than that in terms of rankings. Uh, why are we, is it geography, why are we in a situation where we are? Um, 
living in a in a place where air quality is so bad if we take these uh, results at face value yeah you know, I, I haven't had the privilege yet of looking at that report um that is pretty um that's a pretty dire um statistic actually if you're talking about 173 out of 180 right. um i think it was looking at probably a certain area and even if it did i mean still it's a very bad result from like you say for the layman or for you know the, the public um it's very difficult to say. I mean, obviously, we are downwind of China, and um, that is a significant problem. Uh, if you're talking about um, Seoul itself, a lot of the, um, the attention has been to try to reduce air pollution in Seoul. Obviously, when you talk about air pollution, when you talk about water pollution, they talk about river ducts, I mean, river beds and river, um, what do you call it, the uh, river valleys. Well, the air also obviously can go anywhere. So we have to talk about air quality regions instead of just one uh, administrative city. And the, the uh, I think a lot of the concentration has been um, too much on the city itself. Like you've had all the buses being changed from the diesel buses to the um, compressed natural mm-hmm. gas, CNG buses in Seoul. But then um, a lot of the Gyeonggi province buses or a lot of the buses that go in and out of Seoul right. from Gyeonggi or Incheon or other places do not have that kind of benefit. So, again, I think one of the things that definitely needs to be done is we need to um, turn our eyes to outside of Seoul, not only internationally, but in a, a more um, small domestic sense um, to other provinces and other cities surrounding Seoul. Yeah, very important point indeed. Now, I know you're not a doctor, but there, it, there is a level of certain extent of freaking out whenever we see these levels go up to a very high um warning advisory and people are advised to stay indoors how serious are the health risks in terms of if we are exposed to it the average person um again this is not a a what do you call it a instantaneous kind of a toxic event but again on the long term i think it was you have to consider it to be very serious um recently a year ago the u.n defined um, air pollution and um, particulate matter in the air as a carcinogen. That means basically it causes cancer. Mm. So it's a very significant hazard that we are dealing with, and I think the public has a right to know that it is very significant. Also, it might be interesting to know that um, the standards that I talked about where we just promulgated in um, January of last year, January of 2015, is uh, again, I don't want to talk about units and stuff, but the numbers are, for example, the 24-hour standard, a daily standard, meaning one-day average, is um, for us is um, 20, uh, 50, and then for the United States is 35. The WHO, which is the World Health Organization, um, wants to, it to be at 25, mm. and then for the annual standard, for example, we have it at 25. Um, the United States has it at 12 and um, the WHO has it at 10. So just in a nutshell, right now, our annual standard is the same as a daily standard for recommended by the WHO. Um, we have a lot of work to do, and I think um, you know, people have to consider it to be very serious and it has to um, really um, get the government behind it to try to do a lot more. Right. It's almost like a broken record. We've been discussing the concerns on this, the fears, and uh, getting the opinions of uh, experts like yourself. But uh, certainly, as you say, uh, a long ways to go. And uh, whether we'll find some solution in the long term, I suppose everyone is hoping that that is the case. We are out of time, though, Professor. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Always appreciate your expertise. Thank you again. 
Professor Sanu Young. We've got Seoul City News up next.